Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is one of my favorite series that we do. It's the GSU ENI Radio show where we spotlight the great goings on at GSU and especially the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund participants. And today we have folks from that initiative. We have On God and Amit Segal with Let Me Do It. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to learn what you're doing over there at Let Me Do It. So if you don't mind, share a little bit about the mission purpose of Let Me Do It. So I'm going to let Angit start with the purpose and then get into the business side of it. Okay. My purpose is to empower people with disability, informed decision, have their own voice. So essentially helping people with disabilities to own their decision rights. Oftentimes what happens is the decision rights of persons with disabilities are taken away through power of attorney, et cetera. And Angad being one of the Georgia Youth Ambassadors for Supported Decision Making, thought it will be best served that if we create an enabling platform which will allow folks, persons with disabilities to own their decision rights with the support of a network of their caregivers, support, family, to uh, decide what's what they want to do, what's good for them, uh, and what makes sense for them. Now, before we get too far into things, do you mind kind of defining some of these terms? Like, what does supported decision-making mean for the layperson? So, essentially, it's to, to simplify it, it's like if you were to take a decision, if or if Angad's going to take a decision about something, or my wife or his support network, help him with that decision process. That is what supported decision-making is. So Angad's decision rights are with him. He decides I'm going to do this, but leverages his support network to get to that decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. So ultimately, the decision is with Angad. Yes. Or we can help uh, with him as he decides something. Okay. When Angad decided, you know, he wanted to join a post-secondary education program. So my wife and I work with Angad to decide what's good for him, what he would like, what he wanted in a program, and then figure out which is the best program which will work. And Anger took the final decision that he wanted to attend the GSU ideal program. So now, how is it set up right now without let me do it around to help facilitate this? How are people kind of handling this situation? Are the support team just kind of making decisions for uh, the people they're caring for right now? Or the is that individual in charge of their decisions? Like, what are, the, what are the rules of the game right now? It's very open-ended. It would depend from a person and their network. There is no process which allows you to do it in a structured format. So, you know, our family may be different than somebody else who's going, you know, who needs help in the decision process. Uh, and there isn't, you know, we haven't really leverage the power of technology to do anything in this space. So what we're trying to do is, you know, uh, we have a fair understanding of uh, the, the the world of disabilities, having our lived experiences uh, and uh, 
through my uh, through Angad's mom and my wife's uh, work. She runs a organization called Synergies Work, which works with folks with disabilities uh, to become entrepreneurs. So we have a fair understanding. So what we've tried to do is through Angad's lived experiences, our experiences, try to create a solution which would uh, benefit, um, you know, persons with disabilities, the, the, the community which we're trying to serve. So how is technology being leveraged to help? So if you really uh, look at the, the, the app, it's essentially, um, it's, a, it's a structured decision tree or a task management format, which, you know, when, when, when a person downloads the app, and they create the decisions in consultation with their support network. Hey, I'm going to mornings when I get up, I need to go to work or I need to go to college. I'm going to live independently. And then those decisions have sub elements or tasks built in. And then you define those and you also create your network. You know, in Angad's case, if he has to go somewhere, he needs to call an Uber. So the person to help him is dad. If he wants to go to a doctor, the person to help him is mom. So you create those networks. So, uh, and accordingly, then once you get to that decision point through notifications, the app keeps telling you where you are in the decision process and what you have to do next. So it sort of brings it in front of you. Uh, all of us, whether you have a disability or not, tend to forget things. Yeah. This just simplifies it and brings it to you and notifies you. It's a similar concept when you get something on your phone you get a notification so you're getting a notification Angad you have to go to college to so go to college you need to call an Uber so he gets a notification he reaches out to me dad can you call me an Uber and I call him an Uber and that's how this you know uh, the, the cycle of events would work and he will achieve his desired decision to get to college leveraging people within his network so um so building that appropriate support team and network is a critical element for success it would be, and you know, uh, from what I know of the, the 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 disability community, everybody has a network. But today, what you have is your network is basically twenty four seven has to be with you. What we are trying to do is you can reach your network on demand when you need them. And so, when um, so an individual signs up for the app. They then, I guess, plug in their needs and the network that's associated with each of those kind of compo components and subcomponents. Yeah. So the, you download the app, and in our case, uh, so when we started rolling out the app, uh, so I downloaded the app with Angad. So did his mom, his brother, and two people from his support network. So all of us help Angad with certain parts of the decision or his everyday life. And decisions that manifest into everyday time, life or longer term, uh, you know, longer term impact decisions. And accordingly, based on that, you know, we created the network of which person can help him with what part of those decisions. And so that's the person to call for. And then you, the, the app also color codes the need. Is it something which is immediate and urgent? Something which is done, going to be done in a few hours? So sort of a... a uh, a red, yellow, uh, red, yellow, a red, amber kind of a color code, which defines the urgency of the task and the need for help. Now, does it um, kind of evolve along the lines to include like doctors or professors in this case, if it's college um, and folks that are 
also interacting with the person with disabilities? You're exactly right. The step one, what we are trying to do is include your, you know, your doctors or because they are a part of your caregiver network. We are going to include them. Uh, but obviously, we need to get some, uh, we need to be HIPAA compliant, et cetera. But that's on the plan. Uh, and we are going to involve your, if you're in high school, if you're in college, your professors, so that they have, you know, you're going to need help from them. If you need help from them, you, there is an easy way to reach them. We're also going to be uh, working with, uh, we are approaching organizations such as Vocational Rehab, to allow for folks with disabilities, because in the current environment, they get a job coach for a defined period of time. Now, all of us can tend to forget things. So what that would do is essentially, one, increase the breadth of how far uh, a job coach can go. Instead of just working with one person at a time, you could work with 10 people at a time because you have the ability to do so using technology. And as a person with a disability, what that does is you have the job in the, the job details on your phone. So you don't have to technically be uh, have the physical presence of a job coach. But if you need the job coach or anybody else in your support network, like the person, your, your boss, you can reach out to them and they can help you work through that. Now, speaking of coaching, does it uh, offer kind of and maybe AI is helpful in this area, some uh help if you need help you know sometimes you need help sometimes you need a helper um does the app provide for like uh encouragement or a tip or here you have you tried this Uh, you know some problem solving assistance rather than going immediately to a human being uh so it's going to be it's on the uh on the roadmap right now the way the app is it may not it does not have it but in the next 12, 18 months, the plan is to include that kind of a thing. And we're also going to create a community pool so that, you know, everybody, uh, all the folks who are on the app, they can provide their inputs on whether it's, you know, a, a doctor or a, a college or a class which somebody should attend. So that there is information sharing. And in today's world of disabilities, there's a lot of reinvention of the wheel that will eliminate that. Because like in the case of... Um like you were saying, in, in people going to college, it might be one professor is a better choice uh, for this kind of a community rather than another one. And if the community was aware of that, it could save them some time and grief. That is why the community resource pool comes into very handy. So if there are some so part of the, uh, the GSU ideal program, uh, if the, the all the people who are there, if they start giving their feedback, you know, I had a great time with this professor in the uh, in the pottery class or in the fine arts classes, then that's a resource somebody else can leverage. Today, it's, you know, experience and find out rather than some information being there, which says, yes, this is already tried, tested and proven. So try it now. So now, where are you at in the development of this app? Is it is it kind of based on your family situation, or are there other people in the wild kind of using it and, and being your beta testers? Yes. So we started with the inputs from uh, four or five folks, and now we have 45 pilot users. And like you said, the purpose of the beta users is to tell us what's good, what's bad, what's needed, what's missing, what's working. So when did you get a sense of, hey, this is something here that we have something here that's needed 
and provides a lot of utility for the community. It, was it right away? Like for your, like, I know you were solving your own problem, but when did you start getting kind of that market tell you that, Hey, this is something that we really should lean into. So uh, the, the, the idea for the app came is part of Angad's role as the Georgia youth ambassador. Uh, and uh, all the young adults had to pick a project. So Angad decided to build an app given his love for his phone and his iPad and all the games he's been playing on the PS5. So that was the idea which sort of led us to create a, 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 a document or a thought process or a position paper, which Angad presented at the conference uh, run by an organization called TASH in November, December in Phoenix last year. And the traction and the response we got there uh, from either the uh, the parents who were there or the, uh, the the disability advocacy and support organizations told us this is something which we need to, you know, really double down and build. And that's what started. That's where we started building the platform and sourcing feedback, talking to uh, educational institutions, research institutions, and families of persons with disabilities. That's what's the trigger, and uh, that's that got us all started. And we started building because. Uh, just not us. We, we we knew that there is a definite market need for this sort of a product. So, how did the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund get on your radar? Well, well Angad's a student at GSU. He's a part of the Ideal Program, uh, and when we saw uh, the Main Street Fund, uh, you know, uh, source uh, looking for entrepreneurs for cohort four, uh, we could not think of a better way to uh, you know one. Uh, showcase that entrepreneurs, you know, you can be entrepreneurs and it's not governed by the label if you're able or disabled. So that's what got us started. And uh, it also uh, helped us uh, uh, get, bring the awareness. GSU has been, uh, Main Street Fund's been phenomenal in bringing the awareness or creating the awareness uh, of not just the app, but also disability entrepreneurship. So the reason we started was Angad's a student here what better place than to reach out and uh, start building the app than uh, you know than with uh, Main Street Fund? Now, how 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 what has been the interaction with the folks at Main Street and On God and yourself? Has it been mostly you, or is there something that On God is actively uh, involved with working with them and the mentors? Angad is uh, being a part of every meeting, call, conference workshop we've uh, had thus far, whether it's a uh, mentor meetings, uh, uh, you know, three times a month or four times a month or workshops every week. Angad's a part of that. Plus, Angad's a part of our conversation uh, twice a month with uh, the folks who are building the platform for us. Uh, so he's involved in every part of it uh, and more from uh, not the nitty gritty of the business, but why and the hows of what is going to be done. And Angad's the principal user of the app. So, uh, you know, as we are building the app, one of the things we try at home is trying to see how it works because there is no better experience than first us experiencing it. If we can't do it, then why are we going to tell other people to use it? And it's aligned philosophically with this supported decision-making, right? Pardon me. Um, and having him actively involved is aligned philosophically with the supported decision making. Yes. So, what do you need more of? How can we help you? We need to. So, the the biggest thing we need is 
uh, it's it's a two part thing. One, uh, there are uh, roughly two million people with a disability in the state of Georgia. Okay, we need to get the message out that there is something which can help you with your everyday to long term life, you know, decision making process. And you need you know, there is something which will allow you to own your decision rights. Obviously, there are some people who will not. We may not believe in that. So that's that's one part of it. Getting the message out. There is something which can help you. And secondly, the second part, which I think is more critical, is what we want to highlight and surface is to be an entrepreneur. You do not, you know, it doesn't go by a label if you're able or disabled. Entrepreneurship leverages your skill, talent, and desire to make a change. And that's those are the two things we want to really highlight. And that's more of a mindset, right? Mindset. You're absolutely right. It's believing you can make a change and taking action. I think what we and what I've been saying and, you know, we've always said as a family, what you need to look for is what is the person, what is what a person has rather than look at, oh, this person does not have this. So look at the positives rather than saying this is something which is lacking. Right, because people have more than sometimes they remember. Yes. So if somebody wants to connect with you, Angad, or somebody on the team, what's a website? Uh, Lemmedoit.org. Lemmedoit.org, and they can um, maybe sign up to be a beta tester. They can play around with it. They can see what it can be and get involved. They can sign up to be a beta tester. What we are doing right now is instead of, you know, I'm meeting with each one of the folks who wants to come in as a beta tester. I want to make sure what is their expectation and the need so that we are properly addressing it. And so we th- that's the process I've ad- adopted so far. Uh, the beta or version release, which is going to happen in November, that's the time you open it to the general public. Right now, we are, you know, we are adding beta users, uh, beta testers, which is at current, we are adding about one a day. And, you know, I, I want to get a large group of folks who can provide us the feedback to action. Now, what about organizations that serve the disabled? Are you involving them as well? So two of three of our design partners and sponsors, Georgia Advocacy Office, Sangha uh, Unity Network, uh, Synergies Work. These are organizations which are uh, disability support and advocacy. We are also talking to uh, organizations in Iowa, Illinois, uh, and Massachusetts to disability support and advocacy organizations. Well, Angad, Amit, congratulations on all the success so far and the momentum. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you both. Thank you so much. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio. 